the topic of today, we're talking about sex. Talking about sex, baby. We're talking about you and me. Talking yes. about how we can Yes, there we go. We're not we're actually talking about our sex life, though. Hopefully. Yeah, probably Hopefully. not. Uh, but no, what we did find a study. Um, I actually, personal, guys. I put this study on our Slack, our basically our episode idea page way back. And it was just fine for an opportune time to talk about it on the podcast. And today's the day, folks. To bring so. It up. The headline of this article from the Daily Mail is women who make more money than their partner are twice as likely to fake orgasms. Studies reveal. The Daily Mail would put something so, out like this. this is... You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We have a interesting podcast today, episode. Um, we are going to explore the uh, topic of sexual health, um, in particular a study that recently uh, looked into the faking of the big O. <laughs> and how it affects the partner's psychology. So we're going to get into that more. But before we do that, uh huh. Before we do that, we uh, we want to thank you guys for listening each week. Um, we see the the numbers going up. So that's thanks to you guys sharing the podcast and leaving us those rating and reviews. Um, speaking of rating reviews, please, if you haven't done so already, head to Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app and leave one of those for us. We greatly appreciate it. Before we jump into training recaps, uh, we want to remind you guys that we are doing a giveaway. Um, last week's episode, we interviewed uh, the co-creator of the Third Z uh, supplement line, Dr. Justine, um, and she and her company are sponsoring our giveaway of their PM collagen so product. Uh huh. So uh, we got all the details on how you guys can enter the giveaway on our Instagram. So. The ATF Podcast. Make sure you follow us and you guys can check out those details. Uh, I know I was supposed to get them up last week, but I didn't. So once you guys, by the time you guys hear this episode, uh, you will know uh, how you can enter the giveaway. So training recaps. I'm going to throw it to you and let you go first. How was your week of training? Well, we had a part week, I guess, because we started off the week on a cruise. That's true. So coming back from that, we were exhausted. That's also the, true. The actual work was just like getting off the boat, getting home. Um, also mentally exhausted from just a really insane couple weeks. So I didn't get my act together until like midweek. Yeah. And by that point, I was heading into a time of my cycle where I just, I kind of am like, I can't do really intense workouts without mm -hmm. them just sucking all of my energy for like the entire day since I work out in the mornings. So I got one spin class in. And then I did a Pilates class, a 45-minute Pilates class, 
And then I did a yoga class. Those are my like three things that I was able to do this week. And honestly, it was the Pilates class that really kicked my ass. But in the best way, because I haven't done a 45-minute Pilates class in a mm-hmm. long time. I worked muscles that I I would have trouble identifying pointing like at a picture. Like they're the muscles on deep inside or like those stabilizer muscles that I just don't really normally give a lot of love to. Yeah. And wow, what a difference. I mean, it just, I was sore for three days, but it was that really good kind of sore where every time you move, you're like, oh, oh. What kind of movements do you do in Pilates for the layperson that may not know? Because I've seen Pilates classes, but they have like a big kind of table, like moving the table kind of machine. Yeah, yeah. So, so Pilates is all about, it's about muscle endurance, but it's also about lengthening muscles. So it's a lot of like, I would say you'd think about it as like, um, it's some of it seems a little bit like stretches like you're certainly you're pushing yourself in in terms of your form but there's a lot of core that's a part of it because pilates were done um for a long time by like dancers and things Mm -hmm. like that and for them muscle endurance and core strength are crucial but also making sure that their muscles got stayed really long and limber were also really important so it's kind of like um doing a class that's just at home that's not including one of those pilates machines right you're using your own body weight as the resistance you're not using like even on those machines you're sliding and you're moving and you're hanging and yeah but you're using your own body weight right? and you're maybe doing movements um, like the position and everything. It's really demanding, but it's supposed to be smooth. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a smooth movement. So you see those machines and you're like, well, that looks like a torture device. Yeah. <laughs> and at home, you don't have those machines essentially help you smooth out your movement, but it also makes it really challenging. Yeah, I bet. At home, you kind of are stuck trying to make some of these movements work. And there's, it's probably not as pretty. This is really probably not as pretty. But it's a lot of, it's a lot of like core exercises. Like Mm -hmm. um, a popular Pilates move is the 100. If you've ever seen someone do that, you lay on your back. You, you have your, your back and your spine are connected to the floor. You lift your head and your shoulders slightly off the floor. You extend your legs, um, your, your legs. Well, your arms and your legs out. You drop your legs to like, well, anywhere between um, a 90 and a 45 degree. Mm-hmm. However low you can drop your legs without your spine kind of, your lower back lifting up. Uh-huh. Um, so you've got like this very active crunch, uh, like a hollow hold kind of, yeah, like, kind of. And then you, you hold that and you pump your oh, arms yeah. extended okay. and you inhale for four or five, you exhale for four or five and you right. do that like 20 times. That's, you do that for 100 holds. So it's called the 100. 
that is Pilates. It's like, it's a long hold of something or it's a movement where maybe it's an active muscle kind of contraction, but you're also moving it while you're trying to contract right. it. So it's, it's definitely, um, I wouldn't say that it's, it's intimidating if you see it maybe done by someone who's very advanced, but there's, it's very accessible for a mm-hmm. lot of people but it just, it crushes you when you haven't done it for a while, I was going to say, it sounds like it. It, it sounds is, like a lot of isometrics, too, it and is, stuff. I mean, well, like, yeah, it's you using your body weight. And, I mean, I should go in and, like, look up, like, an actual description. Um, but the, it's a brilliant, brilliant workout. What is that machine called they use at the Pilates studios? You have to look it up. I'm going to go in my training up. recap. Well, good sounds like fun. And I say keep Sounds it up. Like fun. Yeah, you keep it that. up. I think we were talking about you're hopefully um, you're gonna be feeling up for coming back to booty camp next yeah. weekend. Um, so I had a good week of training. Um, I was doing some. Uh, I got some lifting in with the kettlebells. Some on the the bike once this week also. I was trying to catch up with clients. Um, got a lot of six a.m. clients now, so I was a little really trying to catch up with them. So. Um, my workouts weren't as extensive this week, kind of like Shannon mentioned, playing catch-up. So, um, But hopefully this coming week, get back to it. Feeling good. We actually lifted. We actually went to the gym on the boat um, and got a lift in. Um, I know yeah. technically not this week, but you guys were got the interview episode last week. So, oh, Reformer. That's what so it's reformer. called. Yeah, that's what the plies machine is called, Reformer. And they do look like torture devices. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah, that's a very hanging. extensive one. That is a very professional one. We're there, looking at a picture there's of one. one at, apparently, they Target sells one for like 600 oh, 700 bucks. I know what somebody's getting for Christmas. This one is like between seven and $8,000. Yeah, we're not getting that. <laughs> it does look like a torture device. Oh, my God, I love it. There, There's there's a lot more hanging when you have like yeah. a two-story device involved. All right, so that was our training recaps for this week. Um, well, actually, I would say, Jim on the boat, what do you think? Pretty good? Well, the thing I appreciated the most was that I was doing yoga for a part of my workout, and the boat's moving. Oh, yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I'm doing, you know, like, three-legged down dog, and this is not a pose I would normally be challenged from a balanced standpoint but that we're at the front of the ship which is one of the more yeah you can feel the movement of the ocean a lot more and i could feel like i fell over Hmm. in it because it it was it added a very unexpected challenge to what was supposed to be a very relaxed (laughs) yoga flow yeah, but there was a good amount of people in there. There were um, a very good amount. And so, lots of people walking outside on yeah, the deck. Yeah, people using the dumbbells, too. So the yes. dumbbell section was busy. But anyways. Yeah, I heard lots of, like, the, the stuff <laughs> I don't miss in gym. Grunts. Like, <laughs> I had my AirPods in, so I didn't hear oh that. Oh, my gosh. So, I too. Uh, but, yeah, so that was our training recap. So the topic of today, talking about sex. Talking about sex, baby. We talk about you and me. Talk about Yes, there we go. We're not actually talking about our sex life, though. 
Hopefully. Yeah, probably Hopefully. not. Uh, but that. no, but we did find a study. Um, I actually, personal, I, guys. I put this study on our Slack, our basically our episode idea page way back. And it was just fine for an opportune time to talk about it on the podcast. And today's the day, folks. So the headline of this article from the Daily Mail is women who make more money than their partner are twice as likely to fake orgasms. Studies reveal. The Daily Mail would put something so, out like this. So this is interesting because I don't know if it's a real strong survey because it's 157 women. You know, and not that that's – there's a uh, like a benchmark for how many people. But, I mean, it's that's not a huge study. Um, so in this article, they talk about researchers in Florida. Of course, it's Florida. Surfer, surveyed 157 women in sexual relationships with men. Um, and they said – those who made money, uh, more money than the man were twice as, were twice as likely to fake orgasms. Um, and they said in this article that psychologists believe that, uh, women who make more money than their male partner are twice as likely. Oh, I said that part. Sorry. Uh, they are doing so because, uh, they believe that, um, women are trying to alleviate the man's financial insecurity and boost their ego by faking orgasms during sex. Um, basically kind to, you know, apparently some guys, uh, can't come to grips with the fact that maybe they need to, you know, or that women can make more money than them, that they mm. need to be the primary breadwinner in the family yes. or in the relationship. I mean, they didn't even talk about families here. I think they, they didn't specify, but the interesting part, and that was interesting. I think, I think let's address that first. I mean, it. It is a, I think, uh, a stereotype that I think it's getting broken down or getting less, less, I think, less popular is the right word nowadays that men have to be the breadwinner. Yeah, well, I think it's it's becoming a little bit more acceptable for the man not to be the bread, right. primary breadwinner. Wimmer? Wimmer? Or on the flip side, for a stay-at-home like dad or stay at home yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they also said in this article that, uh, yes, a woman is trying to protect her partner's sense of masculinity, but it might be, uh, more harm than good. Um, cause it says, uh, it stifles sexual satisfaction and honest communications. Um, which I can see that if you're faking anything in a relationship, that's probably can have, uh, that could be a byproduct, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, stifling or not having honest communication. Um, so, but this is where it gets interesting. This article I feel gets more interesting. It gets interesting. Ooh, it's getting interesting. So they talk about another study. Um, they said nearly one out of five. Women fake an orgasm, according to a 2020 study of 2,000 Americans. Okay, so a little bit bigger study, right? Mm-hmm. The next line is this. Surprisingly, the figure was only slightly more than men admitting to faking orgasms. 16% of men, according to this article, of this one study, faked an orgasm. How does how, how does that even? How does that's that my question. I mean, I might have to read on a little bit more. Uh, oh, and they even I mean, say that on average, people it fake it about four times a month. 
I just don't understand how a guy fakes an orgasm. Mm. Well, I mean, the same way a woman does, but I'm guessing they have to conceal things a bit more. I I mean... <laughs> it's going to, like, rack our brains. Yeah. We're trying to figure this out. I could... I could see, I could see how that it's possible, I guess. Excuse me, but you would definitely have to be keeping some things from your partner. Like, it's not like you'd just be able to lay in bed and hang out and be like, yeah. I, I don't, but okay. faked it. What? I don't know. It's interesting because I only have my perspective, so I have no idea. I guess I have no, uh, you know, no other person to compare it to. Um, I well, the thing is, I, well, I guess I can. I don't. I've never even heard of that with any other guy before. I've heard of the guy maybe. That they it. Yeah, I've heard of maybe talking about not being able to complete. I feel like I've heard. I've the heard, session due to other factors. I've heard some. Maybe it was like in a comedy, or not a comedy yeah, show, but like in, on, on TV. Yeah, yeah, about a guy faking yeah, it. Yeah, Kramer claimed that he faked it. <laughs> but it was always, yeah, it was always for like joking reasons. Yeah. It was always said in like a comical of way. Of course. Yeah, Kramer said, I was tired and I thought I had enough already. <laughs> so, but yes, it uh, that's the funny part I mean, of this article. as a female, know, funny, but. you don't. It's not like you're going to necessarily know for a fact if your partner did or did not without That's like true. a visual inspection. That's true. That's true. After. Yeah. So especially if, you know, the you know, you got a glove, you got a condom on, there's really a it's not easy to know. That's true. As a good, if it was dark, that's a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah, I just. I'm I trying to say this as delicately. No, as possible. you're doing a great job. Like, I don't want this to be an explicit. You're episode. doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Um, this is health related, okay? Yes. So we're trying to stay anatomical, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, so yeah, you're right. I just. I think we've talked about these, and we made the comparison, and um, and. Hopefully, every woman listening to this and every man listening to this, uh, including the ones, you know, the ones sitting next to me. When as far as of like the difference between men and women sexually, if I look at kind of like comparing them to cars, right? Mm-hmm. I would say men, I would say are more like a Tesla. You know, basically can turn on zero to 60. They don't need... Right. They don't need warming up, but a woman is like a, a a diesel car, where it takes a lot of warming up to get the the the, the gas going and get everything pumping and get up to speed. Mm-hmm. So I feel like uh, uh, the guy's Tesla engine can really cross the finish line a lot quicker than the diesel engine. So I don't know why you would fake crossing the finish line. Since it typically takes you 
doesn't take you as long. But I guess they maybe they found a, a unique group of individuals to 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 talk about this study from. Yeah. But anywho, that I, I thought that was just an interesting part of the article. Let's go back into the idea of uh, let's say don't even say men or women. Let's just say even though that one was about um, the women that make more. Uh, faking it. Let's just say about faking it in general, whether you're a man or a woman. Do you think there is like a, a point of no return? Like, is there something that maybe you do it uh, certain times? This is actually they talked about this in the Seinfeld art, uh, episode two. Is it something like it's a uh, would you say more of it? It's a time to time thing. Um, it's like. Or do you think it's one of those slippery slopes that if women do it once and they they just feel like they can do it again and then they just caught doing all they caught all the time or guys I should say since apparently guys do it too. Well, I can really only speak from the, the conversations person. that I've had and also my personal experience. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that I feel like women have to or not have to, but. In our lives, we probably had to fake it in order to, for a number of reasons, mm-hmm. you know, your partner's not really doing it for you. They're, you know, they're not as skilled. You're not as skilled. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest, when you first start having sex, and I'm sorry if there's younger people on here that have never had sex and are just expecting those mind-blowing explosions that they have on Commercials. movies and yeah. stuff where everyone's satisfied and happy the first time it's not like that like it takes practice it takes comfort and if there's like i know for a fact i have a lot of psychology psychological trauma from like that i carried with me from my childhood around just trust and that really screwed me up in terms of like my my sexual health Mm -hmm. as a young person because I never felt like I was really in control. And because of that, I felt like, well, I'm just going to let them kind of do whatever they're going to need to do. And, you know, it's not really, it's it's not important for me. Mm. And... I really, I, that took a long time to deal with. So like, there's a lot of reasons women, like you said, where yeah. it's, it's the, I guess for your, or guys, your, um, analogy was what a diesel engine. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a more complicated system. And, um, sometimes just time you know like hey it's not working you know you know pretty much if it's not working for you pretty quick yeah you're like well this is definitely gonna have to we're gonna wrap this up real fast (laughs) so i mean i don't know of a woman i've ever heard that who hasn't had to fake it and it's not it's not something that i think is enjoyable there's a variety of reasons like everybody's seen the comical ones where it's like i'm tired you know like i'm just too tired and i want to go to sleep but there's a lot of reasons (laughs) i don't think it's a so much of a slippery slope i think that it's sort of a tool that you realize because guys have such a faster kind of race to completion yeah 
women, sometimes it's a roller coaster, you know, and you just don't know how that ride's going to go. So I think it's more of like a, a tactic you just learn to employ yeah. when needed. There you go. And unfortunately, I think the biggest thing in this article sounds like they're really pressing on the point that faking it is not the healthy way to have a positive sex life, a healthy yeah. sex life. And there, it seems like they're alluding to the fact that it, they're connecting it to the economic or what the, each partner makes as far as, you know, being the breadwinner in a relationship or not, and how they're faking it more to protect that person, you know, to make sure they feel they feel as masculine, you know, they associate it with women. That so, yeah. um, and like you said, I think that could be a slippery slope because then you're just doing it. Pro- I wouldn't yeah. say you're doing it for the wrong reasons. I don't know if there is a right or wrong in this situation, but it seems like that reason is more damaging to the relationship than uh, time constraints or knowing when it's not going to happen and just be like, you know, uh, try to, uh, uh, you know, tap out early. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I think it's so sexual activities and, and sexual um, healing. No, sexual oh. relationships. Mm-hmm. The whole act of sex is a very communicative situation. Right. Like it's it's something that's completely based off of a reaction of someone else, you know, a sensation, right? right. So you think about that it is in a way it's a very physical conversation that your bodies have mm-hmm. and some people may be more verbal in that conversation than others but at the end of it if you end that conversation under false pretenses you have to as the person that's doing that examine why are you doing that mm-hmm. And like, if you, if you have a reason, you're like, you know, I, for my sake, I needed to do this. Or, you know, this was just the time. This was, this was his day. You know, this was going to be his day. I'm, we've all given that (laughs) our partners their day made it about them. Like it's part of a relationship. There's give and take. But if there's a pattern where you're having to fake it, and it's starting to kind of warp that conversation. Yeah. That's where it becomes unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point. So it is It is a communication. It's, this is, I mean, I'm not just saying this because I'm, I am like a communications professional and I pick apart communications as a job, but it is something that I think maybe we don't always want to examine yeah. why we do some of these things. We want to just say, well, you know, I have a meeting early tomorrow. I just want to get it done. Or like we said, maybe you're just being nice and I, who knows, but it really does warrant if, especially with a pattern, it yeah. warrants some communication maybe additional communication outside of the bedroom right an examination to say well why is it this way i agree it's good i didn't know 
which direction this conversation was going to go, but I'm I glad it did. I didn't either when so. you brought it up. I know. See? <laughs> see? So I'm glad I did. Well, that, uh, you know, that that's very... I think it's a good topic, you know, and like I said, I don't, some, some may feel embarrassed talking about it, but it's an important pop topic to talk about. And I'm pumped that we talked about it. Yes. You well, know? what else are you pumped about? I'll tell you what else I'm pumped about in this part of the podcast we like to call. It's got us pumped. <laughs> I try to see if, how many times I say pumped. Yeah. Just fit it all in. All right. How many times? So I will go first what's got me pumped today uh and that is the fact that i just completed with the help of sean from tampa strength our newest program available on the tampa strength app and that is the ultimate golf warm-up i've been working on it for several months now um it is available as i said on the tampa strength app which you can find in the app store or if you want to use the website it's train.tampastrength.com all you got to do is create a profile and boom, you get access to the app and or website and then look under plans. The ultimate or ultimate golf warmup is there. It is 60 different mobility moves and stretching and mobility moves that are broken down into what you should do before your round of golf, during your round of golf, and then after your round of golf. Oh. Um, so we broke it down and, you know, we, we market a lot to golfers, but I'll tell you this right now, this is 60 different stretching and movements or stretching and mobility movements that everybody can benefit from. Now we do things like, uh, focus on thoracic rotation, single leg balance, uh, lat flexibility, posterior chain flexibility, hip mobility, um, the, which is also really critical to golfers, but Let's be honest, everybody can use it and benefit from it. So I highly uh, encourage everybody to check that out. Like I said, Tampa Strength in the Apple Store, just search Tampa Strength. Um, and then you can log on, download it to your phone and create a profile or train.tampastrength.com um, to use it on your web browser. So that's what's got me pumped, guys. Check it out. I'm really proud of it, and I think it could definitely help anybody who's looking to get into a good stretching routine or any golfer trying to uh, play better golf. Mm. What's got you pumped? Well, that it's hard to beat. It's uh-huh. a whole game-changing kind of program, but uh-huh. um, mine is much more selfish. Um, Mine's pretty selfish. <laughs> I'm promoting my own stuff. Well, you know, I, I'm the thing that's got me pumped is something that I've been, honestly, I've been eyeing for a while. I haven't, I haven't jumped on it because I think I thought it was more of like a fad. I thought maybe it was just going to go away, and it hasn't. And if anybody's seen like those crystal. Like they're kind of flat, might be shaped like a moon. There's different shapes of them. But you see people doing these different kind of like facial massages with these like little crystals, flat crystals. And I never really stopped to learn a whole lot about what it is and where it comes from and the different types. And then I stumbled into, you know, doing some research on Ayurveda and other ancient medicines and um, health practices and Chinese medicine is always been interesting to me. I came across 
the Gua Sha ritual, which is a specific kind of facial massage. It's actually your entire body, but they, this company called Wildling Beauty, they sell this crystal, um, specific crystal kind of a massager. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, it's just a hard kind of flattened crystal with different types of edges on it and different shapes. There's like a little U shape one for your jaw. There's little, like a little comb one that you use to kind of stimulate areas. And I started reading about this and watching the videos and it totally, it just sucked me in. Huh. I was like, oh my God, because I do understand the benefits to a lot of the face, facial massages is around your lymphatic system. Mm-hmm. And specifically for your face, um, people, the beauty kind of experts love this type of massage because it's lymphatic drainage so there's a lot of like excess fluid that your tissues and and your lymphatic system can hold or that can get blocked and it's it all has to do with energy and i know i can get a little woo-woo for some people but this is this is literally how I was raised was energy. Like if something was wrong in your body, it was an energy blockage. You have, you know, you have an ache, you have um, you know, sinus pressure. It's about it's related to a blockage of energy. Energy is not flowing through your body in the way that it should. And then it's causing, you know, inflammation, it's causing pain, it's causing other symptoms. So the whole purpose is that this gua sha ritual, it is based off of pressure points, acupressure points Mm -hmm. on your body or specifically like a lot of them are around your face. There's ones you can do for your, for your neck, for your chest, for your thighs. Um, And it's using specific movements following kind of certain energy patterns and encouraging that lymphatic drainage um, so that it relaxes muscles. A lot of us that have like creases on our faces or wrinkles on Mm -hmm. our faces, that is not because like, oh yeah, I've smiled so many times and my face just holds the shape. It's actually muscles. It's muscles in your face that are holding their shape they're contracted and they stay contracted and that's what causes those creases right this relaxes those ever had like i know this sounds weird have you ever had looking at the man with epic eyebrows but Mm -hmm. have you ever had like eyebrow tension where you just feel like maybe you've just been really stressed or something but you just feel like your eyebrows are like tense and like you're you feel like you've been frowning a lot or something? My eyebrows massage themselves. Oh, my gosh. So You're lucky then. They're so thick. I I do get that. And, like, over the years, I've seen, like, that little, like, crease between my eyebrows mm-hmm. kind of start popping up. So this gua sha ritual and this tool they call the empress tool um, is meant to help that. You do that and... 
I mean, they've, they've show pictures and I can definitely see even after three, five minutes, one time, you can like feel a difference in the fact that your face is really relaxed. Mm, interesting. And I'm like, I don't do, I'm not great at this kind of self care anymore. Right. Since be especially becoming a parent, I think I've dropped it, but I'm, I'm trying to, to I'm trying to find ways to, to, you know, take care of myself a little bit better. This I like one it. Of them. Nice job. So, exciting i'll try it on your, i'll try it on your face yeah we'll see what these eyebrows are holding underneath of them yeah eyebrow tension all right well that's good glad to ha- that you're pumped for that um and we're pumped that you guys are listening this week and every week make sure uh you please leave the brand new reviews if you haven't done so already don't forget we are doing a giveaway right now with our thirdsy, our friends from Thursday, uh, Dr. Justine, who you heard in last week's episode, they were kind enough to sponsor a giveaway. You guys check out our Instagram, the ATF Podcast, uh, to get all the details about the giveaway. Um, I was been dragging my feet, so I didn't get out the details this week, but or last week. But you will get them this week. So as you hear this episode, you guys go to the ATF Podcast Instagram and find out how you can win some PM collagen. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. I've been actually looking at their Instagram too, and I've enjoyed learning some new things. Uh-huh. I'm very interested in maybe considering trying this myself. There we go. Another, another. You can't win that giveaway though, unfortunately. Damn it. Damn. But you can. So rating review. Follow us on Instagram. And you got anything else for them? Nope. This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast, and we'll check you next time. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at The ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks. Thanks.